Little Mermaid is the scariest Disney movie by far, though. Why the hell is Ace Blade in your Kickstarter? <laughs> Some comics. We're gonna, I'm getting controversial today. We're going to get controversial today with... with... My, my proudest moment is this interview. And being able to talk to you two. Why are you going to send these to me at the very last moment? That's how I do. (laughs) All of a sudden, I get this pop-up like, oh, now we, okay. All right. Now I got to do this. And, you know, I'm going to start the show. I'm going to try to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Taurus Comics in collaboration with Fourth Wall Productions proudly brings to you the Four Tales podcast. I am your host, Kyron Silva from Taurus Comics. Across the way is the Mulberry Melodist of Ace Blade, Danny J. Quick, and together we are your two award-winning Blurred Comic Creators, here to help you find your next favorite comic. And we are live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and a host of other programs, so if you're listening or watching to us live, thank you for your support. But don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review this podcast because all your positive reviews and interactions help us reach a bigger audience. Uh, well, okay, these questions are weird this week, but you know what? I'm going to let you explain them when we get to the quick take section. That's that's how I do. I'm trying to change I, it up, man. I, 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 up. I get you. How you doing, though? Told you. But anyway, how you been doing, Kyron? Um, <laughs> you know, it's been an interesting week. I... Uh, Started the week trying to learn how to draw goats. Yes, yes. And then I learned I don't have to draw that anymore, but, you know, I got to start drawing horses and western areas and things like that. So it's okay. Uh, I I was going to ask you how many horses have we drawn this week? Um, Practice, about 100. On the actual pages, zero. But I'm going to add some eventually. Okay. All right. What about the old, old, old dusty uh, Western town? How many, how many uh, rickety buildings have you have you drawn? Uh, let me see. It looks about ten on the first panel. On the first panel, nice. On the first I like panel, I like it a lot. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kyron and I are working together on a project called the ballad of the black rose which is a a uh a black western adventure with a mysterious sci-fi twist is how i'm that's how i'm gonna talk about it from now on yes okay um and we'll be we'll be talking about it more in the future i'm sure but yes we we were working on another project first but um you know we decided Kyron didn't. Kyron didn't want no, to draw. No, don't, no, don't even, don't even, don't. <laughs> Kyron no. said he didn't want to draw anthrop- anthropomorphic animals in samurai suits. Um, so Wait, there were samurai suits. I do not remember seeing that in the script. <laughs> they would have been in the second issue. They would have been. The oh, because <laughs> I would have gone all uh, Usagi Ojimbo on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh shoot. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about it later. And we actually had uh, some other projects to talk about, too. But that's not why we're here today. Why are we here today, Kyron? 
Well, we are here today to to introduce everybody to an amazing writer, but we do have one more big announcement, I guess, that we got to start talking about. Um, this was actually shared on social media this week, and this is the new venture that we are teaming up with, with uh, Michael Watson, um, Unlikely Heroes, Top 5 Live, yeah. Five Star Fridays, Moana. So we are all coming together to make one channel of Geekdom streaming services. We're going to call it the Agents of Geekdom. Um, and you'll be able to watch it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. I don't know about Twitter yet. I think it's going to be live on Twitter. Um, you'll be able to follow us on TikTok and see all these great shows. And this is basically just us coming together for one location for you to enjoy all our great shows. So that actually launches in about two weeks. So check it out. Um, start following us because eventually we're told that we got to shut all our pages down and everybody's going to be going to one page. So you don't want to miss anything that's going to be happening with us. And this is a, a I think it's a pretty cool thing that we're all going to be coming together, you know, building our audiences, coming together, helping each other out more than anything. Absolutely. Hold on. Uh, Brad Arney says, when are you planning on to announce a new Saw book? <sighs> okay. Do I want to be real or do I want to be salesman right now? Give them the, give them the beans. Fill the beans, Kyrie. All right. I'll be real and honest with y'all. I've actually written Saw 4 and 5. Um, I gave the script to my artist for Saw 4. I've paid for a few pages. I've gotten one cover back and one page in about three months. I have not heard from my artists in about three weeks. Uh, and I'm still missing a handful of pages I've already paid for. So, Brad, to answer your question, yes, there is going to be a Saw 4. I just, at this point, I feel like I need to find another artist because... The one I had is unreliable, and that, you know that's that's part of this game that we we have of making comics. Sometimes you you find creators, you find you know freelancers that you want to work with, and that are amazing creators, and things happen. I mean, I'm yeah. not the first person to get scammed, or you know, it just sucks because I've worked with this person it before. Suck. It does suck, it, and and it's part of the reason um, that it's hard to do indie comics. You know, there's a, a plethora of reasons, but it's one of those things that, you know, you have to develop a relationship with, with the artist and you kind of have to trust them and be able to communicate. And then, but it's a two-way street, you know, they have to be able to do the same thing. So mm -hmm. it's it's hard because, of course, when, when you're indie, you're most likely going to be working with, um, you know, freelancers, people who aren't, who might not be doing it every time, you know, every day of the year they might not be <laughs> uh they might not be you know working as an artist every day of the year they might have a full-time job they might have other responsibilities they get in the way they may not have developed that rhythm to be able to um keep consistent work coming out and um you know that's one of the things that that you struggle with and then once you get to that rhythm you know you kind of you start to work for a more professional outlet so you know those kind of those kind of things uh, artists get, you know, become out of our price range or, you know, become unavailable because they have other projects working on. So, yeah. um, but that's one of the things I wanted to talk to our guest about and see what uh, what she thinks about it. Okay. 
All right, well, let's bring our guest on. Uh, she is a novelist and writer um, and director. Uh, apparently, she is, or at least her family is into wrestling, so I'll be excited if we can get to that, too. Uh, but her name is Janice Denny. And good morning, Janice. Or Janny. I don't know what, what do you want to go by again. I can't remember. Janny? Janice. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll stick with Janice. Good morning, yeah. Janice. How are you doing today? Hi, how are you? I'm all right. We, good this is one of the few times where us West Coasters are actually outnumbering Danny, so I'm excited. <laughs> We've had some experience with the uh, with the West Coast uh, guests. We've had some some experiences, so uh, with that, we're so glad that you woke up nice and early to, to talk to us. Um, so why don't you tell the folks uh, who may not know who you are, um, introduce yourself, and tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, um, I'm Janice Denny. This light is kind of dark. Um, and I am a writer. I wish I knew how to draw, but <laughs> unfortunately, I just, this ne- I was never successful with that, you know. Um, so I just focused on writing. And um, I've written about 13 novels. And um, uh, after the COVID uh hit real, real bad. And we went through the pandemic. Um, I started, I wanted to write something because my, my last novel was a mystery, a uh, thriller. And I wanted to write something that was kind of uplifting or kind of fun, you know? And so I wrote a children's uh, book. It was a little um, fairy tale type book for kids. And then I thought about, I said, you know, I want to write some sci-fi, something, something different, you know? So I came up with the idea of writing a sci-fi novel. And then when I, I, I thought about it, I said, you know, a, a sci-fi might be better on a graphic novel, comic book level because you have more of a visionary thing going on with um, tell, telling the story. Mm-hmm. And it makes it more exciting, I think personally, it makes it more exciting and fun to read and enjoyable. So that's when I thought about writing um, my uh, story, Firebird. Actually, uh, I started, I created my universe. It's called the Zyrat, it's called the Ursa universe. Ursa universe, okay. that's right, yeah. Okay. And a lot of people, you know, hopefully, uh, especially children, because I think my my uh, comics, kids can read them too. It's not mm-hmm. just for adults, you know. Okay. They can learn about astrology, astronomy, um, you know, where the Big Dipper is, where the Little Dipper is, and where the Ursa universe is, and or the Ursa galaxy. Mm-hmm. And so I just came up with uh, these ideas, you know, they just popped into my head. And I said, well, I want my planet to be a green planet. So I uh, named it Zyratha, and it's covered with uh, green malachite crystals, which are magic, which are, you know, they they give the, the inhabitants of that uh, planet their powers. And so then I started creating my characters. <laughs> I mean, I just went through a whole uh, a whole thing. It's, and my first uh, comic book was uh, Girl from Zyratha. 
and uh, she came from the green planet. And the whole thing for the Zyratha uh, humanoids, they're all humanoids. You know, like in that movie Avatar, how those blue humanoids, they had those tails, and but they still kind of look like people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how the people are on Zyratha. They, they all have something about them that's different, but they still look like humans. Some of them have it real bad. Some of them have it worse. Some of them have, have hardly any. Uh, and so the girl from Zyratha, she didn't have a lot of physical changes. She just had these green eyes uh, that could, you know, where she got her x-ray vision and she could, you know, uh, see things through her eyes. And um, that was my first character. The, and their whole premise, the whole premise of, well, actually the whole uh, story behind the the Ursa Defense League is they are peacekeepers. They want to maintain peace and harmony and um, throughout the uh, universe. And so they, uh, they're sort that's what their their mission is is to kind of keep keep uh peace within the planets absolutely so they go from planet to planet you know you know fighting the the bad guys and you know keeping everybody safe <laughs> <laughs> I, I i imagine it's got to be uh a different so i imagine like the thought process behind writing a uh, your novels and your comics has to be um, kind of different. Like you said, you wanted the comics to be more of a, a, a visual and immersive experience. I know um, I listen to a lot of audio books and I can absolutely, you know, you can get a lot of uh, information. You can imagine a lot from, um, from what you read in a novel. But um, when you have the, the images right there, you know, it right. kind of gives you, it gives you more, um, more depth into it sometimes. So, um, but I, I want to think. I think that your your novels are targeted to a different uh, a different group uh, than than these. They are, are, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, I would, I would. Um, I'm curious to know what is it like, kind of switching from, you know, your you, you've written 13 novels um, that were you know a little a little more adult than 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 this type of thing. So, um, what is it like switching from that lane to this lane? Well, actually, uh, I still write both, you know, Um, but uh, one thing that I do know, I do notice this, is that one thing about a picture, if you get the right artist, a picture is worth a thousand words. That's right. Oh, you don't have to write all this long narrative or anything. (laughs) The picture just shows you everything. And it just, you know, especially if it's a really good artist, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel it makes you, it makes you, it, it might even inspire you, you know. Absolutely. Just, you know, it, it, that's how I think powerful art it can be. That's why I wish I could draw. I just, I never could do it, you know, but I really respect artists myself personally who are I'm able right to there. do that because right it's beautiful. Yeah. I think it's just great. It's beautiful. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, and I always say, you know, Kyron, Kyron is an artist and, uh, you know, I respect so much. The, uh, the, the one thing, the reason I, I show my respect to artists because it's the one thing that I don't try to do. Right. In my, when, when it comes to me making comics, I write, I'll design characters, you know, I will, 
um, letter. I'll do graphic design logos. I'll I'll public. I literally, you know, format the books for for print. I you know I do literally everything else except for the illustration, for that simple fact that I don't believe that I've developed my skills enough to um, to be worthy to sell that to people. You know what I mean? Like I've gone to school for all this other stuff. I can write. I can do all this other stuff. But when it comes to illustration, there's something that I just don't have in me that people like Kyron and Sean Barber um, and, you know, all these amazing artists can do um, where they can take what's in what I put on paper and really bring out the depth and the the life of it. They can really bring it to life. And I know that sounds, sounds cliche, but it's the truth. No, it's not the no, truth, actually, because you just you just showed a, a virgin cover that you drew for your comics. That's actually not the truth anymore. That's that's different. That's that's different. Like a, a, a I can do a a poster like a pinup is one thing, but telling a story with pictures okay. is a very very yes. um specific type of of of, of gift and in, in art that you have to be able to put the detail. Just like uh you you um Kyron was having a discussion yesterday about his um appreciated Phil thank you um about the the book that we're working on and how like the detail and how rickety like if this town is so run down or or if the town is you know you know one of those newer towns that's just being built you can see construction in the background you can see you know certain stores are more busy than other stores just by looking at this panel you can get so much detail and all i wrote was um a family walks down the street and now Kyron has a whole story in this one panel. Like it's it's amazing what what artists can do. So, um, what I was going to ask you is, um, how how is the process of um, finding an artist? That that process. I know for me, you know, it's all about the relationship you build and in the communication and finding somebody that you can trust to do that. What is your process for finding your artist? Because you have some great art on your uh, on your book so far. Well, this is. Um... My artist for Girl from Zyratha, she I, she made this uh, headline, uh, mm -hmm. Girl from Zyratha. And her name is Aaliyah Landry. She's a great artist, great artist. And Aaliyah she, uh, her name is Aaliyah Don't Landry. Don't go stealing her artist now. Aaliyah Landry. She's great. Um, so, I mean, where can you find text like this? I mean, I couldn't find that. I could never find uh, fonts like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they create them. So um, anyway, uh, I found her actually, you know, you just kind of stumble on things, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, what I did for uh, after I finished with that comic and I decided to go on and continue, um, I just made, I did a post in Comic Creators on Facebook. It's like mm -hmm. this uh, Facebook page called Comic Creators or something like that. And I just posted on there. I'm looking for an artist. Anybody know of one? Let me know. Mm. I got a million people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? I, I, I just couldn't believe it. And all, all of them were good. Yeah. Like, what in the world am I going to do? Yeah. It's sort of like know, a I just I had to like choose. <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was just a blessing. That's all I can say. I mean, yeah. what else can you call that? 
They say, yeah. seek and ye shall find, I think. <laughs> you put the okay. message out there. I mean, really. So I, I was so happy to see all these, these wonderful, talented, just beautiful art. I mean, artists, they have beautiful art. And I was like, wait a minute. Which one am I going to choose? And so, you know, I eventually found one that I'm working with now. Um, and I mean, you're talking about gorgeous beautiful art and being able to take your words like you were saying danny how you could write some some uh, text or dialogue or you know this narr narrative and they can take that and just turn it into just something that it, you that far exceeds what you even thought you were talking about mm -hmm. For and sure. it's just yeah. you just have some ta some talent out there, really good people. Yeah. So now, you just you just find who you can and just stick with them and just do your thing, you know. Now I I saw that for your first comic book you actually did a Kickstarter to help fund the the production of that. How was your experience? Because it looks like that was your first foray into Kickstarters. How was your experience using that that platform? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kickstarter is great. I like Kickstarter because it forces you to think your uh, marketing kind of through or how you're going to present your projects through in, in all kinds of levels, you know. And so uh, I, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, to be honest with you. I, I, I didn't think I was going to be successful. So I kept my project very, very narrow, just to test it out to see if this works. And fortunately, I was successful because I just wanted to have my comic books printed. Mm -hmm. And I had already paid the artist, and so I wanted to have them printed, and I got some printed. Uh, and after that, I said, well, if this uh, works for this project, maybe it'll work for my second project. There you so go. I'm going to do a, a Kickstarter project for Firebird um, in November. Okay. Now it looks like we do have a question from the audience here that says, how much of your stories are autobiographical? Okay. None of them. <laughs> okay. I, I'm a boring person. I don't write about myself. I write, you know what? I'll tell you where I get my ideas from. Just everywhere. Anything. I mean, you name it. I got my idea for writing this one story about and the, the, the orchard murders, my last mystery uh, thriller. By driving through the highway and seeing this real dark orchard. It was real dark and it was huge. And I was like, what in the world, who in the world would want to go in there and pick apples? I wouldn't. Not me. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I said, you know, that'd be a, a good place to, if you're going to do some dirt or something, you know, kill somebody, mm -hmm. that would be a good place to bury their body. So here comes my idea, the orchard murders. And then I create a character. Uh, he's an ex-military uh, man. He goes in there. He turns into a, a private eye, and he goes in there and solves the murder. 
Nice. All right. That's how I get my ideas, just from everywhere. Now, what about your newest book, Red Feather of Death? Um, what can you give us information on about that? Because that's the one you're going to have the Kickstarter for, correct? Yeah. Well, I got the idea of that um, when uh, uh, when I decided that I wanted to write a sci-fi novel about five years ago. I knew I was going to have this character in there as one of the heroes. And I wanted all my heroes to be, you know, like most of them girl, women, <laughs> and then it's some men too, but it's just, you know, I was like, you know, give us a chance to do, <laughs> you know, we want to, we want to be heroes too. So anyway, so anyway, what I did is uh, I thought of, okay, red uh, firebird, actually firebird, is based on a ballet, believe it or not. Believe it or oh. not, the story is based on a ballet. Um, the score was written by Igor Stravinsky back in the 1900s, 1904, something like that. And he's the Ooh. same one who wrote The Nutcracker. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. So the story goes, there's this little red bird that is flying through the forest one day and runs upon this prince who gets lost. The prince is lost in the forest and then gets attacked by some evil spirit, uh, evil birds. And so the fire, fire bird has powers. And so she comes in and saves the prince from the evil birds. <laughs> That's basically the story. And so I, I, I kind of always, I said, well, that's a good story. And you know, the Dance Theater of Harlem, they have a dance called the Firebird. Mm. If you ever oh. get a chance to see them do that, it will make you cry. It's so beautiful. That's what I'm telling you about art. Art, it's no moving. matter what form it comes in. When you see art that's really, really beautiful, uh, no matter what, what, how it comes, it will make you feel inspired mm -hmm. it will make you feel alive so anyway the story goes and so i said well so firebird she's going to be from the earth's galaxy she's going to be from the planet Zyratha, and so she's going to have to come she's still on a mission to save the earth from uh some of these the the uh villains who are called the dark chists um, who are trying to destroy the Hoover Dam, the Earth's water supply. And they're okay. starting with the Hoover Dam. So she comes out, because she comes down, and the girl from Zyrath, her name is Agent Eris. She, she beams uh, Firebird and lets her know, we have a problem here, and I've lost my powers. A lot of my powers don't work here on Earth. So Firebird comes down there, she you know, beats up the uh, bad guys and then she wins and then she goes back. But she has to take back the villain to face his, uh, his, uh, whatever, I don't know, I guess his brother actually, this is his brother mm -hmm. on planet Zyrasa. Don't give us you know, too much of the actual story. We want to be able to, we want to read it. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's what the fire, well, that's what the firebird is about. Now, the Ursa, the, 
I don't know if you want to know about the Zyrathian humanoids or the Earth the Universe sure. series. I'd love to. Uh, well, the, uh, the Earth the Universe is a constellation of galaxies, planets, and stars that uh, many of my in, uh, characters in, inherit, I mean, in, uh, live in, in near the Big and Little Dipper. But anyway, uh, so on and so forth. It's three main characters who are heroes. You have uh, Agent Eris, Firebird, and then Star Angel. And Star Angel is named after one of my husband's wrestlers. One of his old wrestlers. Mm. I thought that was a good name. And I said, oh, I gotta gotta create a character and I'm gonna name her Star Angel. And boy, did the artist come up with a good rendition rendition of her. Okay. Star Angel is off the hook. Anyway, so I said, okay, that's a good story. That's gonna be a good story. And then... um, they're the three main uh, heroes of the uh, Ursa uh, universe. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Emperor Norsimo, he's this old guy. He's like 500 years old. And his brother mm-hmm. is villain, General Vatatro. He's over the, uh, the Ursa Def- Defense League, the army. But he's, he's just a traitor. Hmm. And he, and he, and that's the reason why, and so that's the reason why they have this uh, conflict going on. These two brothers have this conflict. Anyway, the history of the planet comes like it started five thousand years ago with uh, Zimbaku. I was going to name him a different character at first, but then I came up with the uh, name Zimbaku because that's the the name of the planet Mercury. A lot of my characters are named after planets. Mm -hmm. And Zimbaku is a derivative of a planet uh, that is named after Mercury in Swahili. So I just said, let me just, because there's like a little African type of uh, thing going on here too. So what happened is uh, Zimbaku married this beautiful nymph from the planet Dupe, that's the original planet. Mm-hmm. And they they both became the, she became the matriarch of all humanoids. And he was, of, of course, the patriarch. Uh, for 5,000 years, they were the, the, the they were the, the, the founding, like Adam and Eve, you know. And so as, as the story goes on, he, of course, had liaisons. He had his favorite planet, which was planet Earth. He had liaisons with women all over Earth, Zimbaku. So what happened is these people, these people all over Earth, women all over Earth in every, in, in every continent. And then finally, he, fi- he fell in love with this one woman who was from Ghana. And uh, she was from Northern Ghana. And he saved her life and fell in love with her. And so some ego the ego the living planet stuff going on. I see. I see we got some some Star Lord Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. Well, it's it's just, you know, it's just an imagination. Just mm-hmm. you know, just that's one thing I can do. I can come with some good ideas. <laughs> <Some imagination. laughs> and see, uh I, you know, and people 
everybody likes a good story, don't yeah. they? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, definitely. So a story is a story is a story. If the story is good, the story is good. If it's bad, it's bad. It's good, it's good. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, he uh, gets this woman who is a beautiful African queen, her name Nina. And through them, they have all these uh, human, half humanoids. That's what I call them. They're called half humanoids. And see, Zimbaco, he, Zimbaco, he is the one who is the father of all the half humanoids that are here on planet Earth. And you have a lot of people walking around, don't know they have powers. Mm. Mm. Okay. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking, have you ever seen these broken people who just don't believe in themselves, just have no yeah. dreams, don't 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 want to do anything? Mm-hmm. People like that. It's like that. that and, and really, they have the answers to a lot of their problems within themselves. That's true. That's true. It's very true. So um, that what happens is he populates the earth with all these people and they all uh, move, at, uh, move out of uh, to the world. And then you have all these half humanoids scattered all over the world in every country. So on and so forth. And now he, uh, Emperor Norsimo, he's the the the, uh, the leader of uh, the Ursa Defense League. He wants to wake these people up, let them know you guys need to save your planet because people there's uh, not people, but there's uh, aliens out there who want to destroy your planet and take it over. Okay. So you got to save yourself. That's kind of like the gist of the story. Okay. Now, one of the things I found out, or Danny and I both found this out while we were doing research on you, is that along with novels, you've also directed a movie. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I just, you know, I do a lot of this just just because I can, you know. And so... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, hey, if you can, you can. Well, you know, and so what I, I said, you know, I, I had I, I'd written this this story about the, the wine country. It's the Napa Valley wine country. It's called Kenton's Vintage Affair. And that one book was a really good seller. It made the Amazon.com bestselling list. And a lot of people like that book for some reason. So I made it into a movie, an indie movie. And of course, it's like Issa Rae says, you know, <laughs> Issa Rae, she says, uh, one good thing about indie pr- products or, or projects is they have to work with what they have. Yes, that's true. That's the you truth have to right just, mm-hmm. You just have to just do it and do it with what you have and find a way to do it. And people, mm-hmm. come, people will be very creative to come up with a way to make their project happen. Yeah, and that's what happened with that. I've been wanting to do a short film too. Um, I've been well, not a not a feature league film, but a, a short film, um, with uh, some of our superhero characters. And uh, I don't know what's stopping me because I know I know we have the tools to make it, and uh, I just won't for some reason I just won't set the time aside to actually do it. But I mean, that's gonna be one of my one of my big goals for for next year is to um to get this short film done because I think it would absolutely help. Um, 
the comic books reach new new people, help the stories reach new people. And um, I know that the, the the script that I've written is is decent. So um, it's one of those things that I just gotta I gotta kind of put some time aside to do. Well, look, you know, I tell you, you one about uh, superhero movies, a lot of CGI, you know. In those. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully, my guy doesn't have any superpowers, so uh, we'll have to do too much now. If it was, oh, it's gonna be like Luke Cage. Yeah, if hey. it was, if it was Kyron's uh, superhero uh, saw, then it'd be different. But uh, Ace yeah. Blade can, it's just got the fisticuffs. Yeah, actually, I don't have any street level characters. I have a, I have a mystic, I have a superhero, and I have a sci-fi series. I don't have anything at street level yet. It's- I should say well, yeah. I, <laughs> I really love him and Jessica Jones. Oh yeah. All of that. Oh yeah. Jessica Jones. I still say Jessica that first season of Jessica Jones was like the best uh superhero TV that I've ever seen. That her versus the purple man, like the, the way that they put the um her versus him, like it was crazy. Um are you ready? You ready for quick takes, Kyron? Yeah, okay. I'm good. All right, here we go. Let's do it. And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. I'm asking you if you're ready, and I'm not ready. I don't even got my list up. Okay. Miss um, <laughs> um, Janice, I know you've seen the show before, but um, for anyone who hasn't seen it, this is a... Uh, uh, a section we call quick takes. Um, it's a rapid fire um, question and answer section uh, where Miss Janice will have 45 seconds to answer these questions off the top of her head. Okay. So um, when did we I get so formal and call her Miss Janice? What, what, when did I that just, happen? Because I, I have not been calling her that. So I'm going to feel bad if I. It's the North Carolina her. in me. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, my um, people were probably from my people were from Virginia before they were from California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So uh I did a little digging around your social media and I just got some, you know, some inquiries. Um, so here we go. Question number one. I saw that uh you have a garden. I I myself have the opposite of a green thumb. I probably couldn't grow anything if I tried, but I've always wanted to. So in 45 seconds. Give us your best gardening tips for how to plant and grow healthy vet fruits and vegetables. The easiest thing I can say is get you some five gallon buckets from Home Depot or Lowe's and you get you some dirt, some cheap plant dirt, uh, potting soil, get you some plants and put them in there and water them. That's it. Give them some sun and water and that should work. Whatever kind of vegetables, tomatoes, peppers whatever see that's why that's why i'm i'm always over trying to overdo it I, that, you kept it nice and simple from when i when i try to i built my wife a little plot in the back we got these little sectioned off areas we had like specific dirt for specific plants that we were trying to do like we we went we went we tried to go above and beyond and like some of the stuff grew but most of the stuff was just like nah i'm not doing that um so awesome okay Keep it simple. All right. Uh, question number two. If you could only, for the rest of your career, do one or the other, comic books or novels, 
which would you choose and why comic books because of the art and because of it's less writing uh but (laughs) but you you can you can get more in you can just get you can just express yourself better i think uh with when you have visual pictures to go along with what your what your story is about i agree with you see i'm down with it i'm down with it okay um question number three which one of your novels and like i said i know your your novels have a, a little more of an, a, an adult audience uh but which one of your novels would you make would make the best comic book maybe uh the orchard murders that would be a good a good mystery a good mystery because it's comic. a thriller and they do have they do have like thriller type uh mystery comic books some oh, mystery yeah. comic books Oh yeah, um, comic books that it's not all about you know superheroes and superpowers and stuff like that. You got stuff like The Walking Dead, you know, was a comic book. It's a it's you know it's a zombie a horror thriller, and then you got um, you know just uh, just all kinds of stuff. I think that I think that would absolutely make it. Yeah, like Dick Tracy. Remember back you know those old Dick Tracy comic books? Yeah, he was a, a, a inspector or what do you call it a investigator? Yeah, that's absolutely true okay question number four and this is a this is a question i'm starting to ask a lot of people because it it uh it is uh you know different for everybody i know for me the worst part of being an independent creator is the the logistics i always worry in my brain if i've sent the right book the right books that people have ordered to the right people and how to get stuff from one place to another but for other people it might be something different so for you what is the worst part of creating comics um the, the details getting the getting the final product done because you have to really you know if you're going to do an indie comic you have to do all the editing everything you have to do the writing you have to make sure the art matches the the dialogue so on and so forth that you know that is the hardest part making sure your end product is perfect yes yes um I'd skip over that part. I just, I like you said, indie. When you're indie, when you're indie, you gotta work with what you got sometimes. So I just, <laughs> I, I try to make it the best that I can make it, and then hey, like I let God deal with the rest. So <laughs> that's why you got double spaces in your textbooks, though. That's exactly why I got double spaces <laughs> and no periods in punctuation. Um, but yeah, okay. So last but not least, every um every show I try to get um bring in uh, my other um, podcast hat. Uh, we do another show called Top 5 Live with Morgan and Javon. And um, I, I try to get my uh, our guest here to do a top five list off the top of their head. So um, for you, I know you're you're a fan of uh, of some other black female authors. Um, of course, we all know Maya Angelou and, and Zora Neale Hurston and, and things like that. I want to know who are your top five black female authors? Um, my top five, I would say my first one would be Beverly Jenkins. If you ever, if you like, I love historicals too. She writes his, black historicals and she's very good. Um, she's number one. Number two, uh, would be, I like, uh, Waiting to Excel. What's the lady who wrote that? Uh, uh, uh I can't remember her um, name. Um, 
I like her, of course, Maya Angelou, anything by uh, her. And then, of course, the one that they just banned, uh, what's her name? I can't believe she wrote The Bluest Eye. Uh, and Jeremy then, uh, yeah. And then the one who uh, wrote, uh, I can't Tony Morrison. Tony Morrison, right. <laughs> I only got four, sorry. <laughs> That's a tough list. That's a tough list for sure. Definitely a tough list. Um, well, thank you. That was uh, that was uh, our quick takes this week, um, sponsored by uh, Purple Yoshi, uh, chilling out here in the background. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks for doing that for us. We we can't hear you, Kyron. You're muted. Steve. We can't have Purple Yoshi as a sponsor because that's a Super Nintendo thing, and Nintendo will sue us. So you gotta get <laughs> a different sponsor. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to uh, be careful. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that. <laughs> but can I say something before we guys go? Yeah. Um, Danny, I just want to encourage you to do your movie. Um, I want to let you know. I think you could probably do it if you did it on a Jessica Jones, Luke Cage level. Because mm -hmm. all that CGI, unless you know of a, somebody who's just really good in that kind of stuff, you're going to have a problem doing action scenes and you don't want to get sued. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, somebody gets hurt. Or you're going to have to have some ironclad contracts with that and use local actors. Oh, yeah. I thought sure. there was like a, a Ace Blade short film that came out a few years ago with Ace Blade yeah, beating up some, somebody in the park. Stop it. That doesn't count. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was, right. that was more like a, a trailer or a promo for the, oh. for the comic book. Okay. But, you know, I'm going to do, do a better version next time. Okay. <laughs> Good luck to you. Good luck to you both. Oh, I love so both much. of you guys. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Miss Janice. Coming and thank you. You don't for, have to call me Miss. No, nah, I'm gonna call you Miss Janice because he called you. He started it. So, Miss Janice, we do appreciate you being on. Uh, where can people find your books, both your novels and your comic books? Where can people pick those up? My comic books are on kentecomics.com. K-E-N-T-E comics.com, and my regular novels are on janicedenny.com. And don't forget my husband's website for his wrestling videos, uh, NubianNationProWrestling.com. I will make sure we put that link in the podcast notes also so people can check that out. Uh, Danny, where can people check out your work and things like that? Um, Y'all know me. If you're looking for me, um, the best place to find us is our website, www.FourthWallPros.com. If you want to um, catch up with me on social media where I frequently embarrass my kids, and do silly stuff it's at the ace blade on all social media streams what about you Kyron? where can people find you uh you can find my work at tourscomics.com um you can also check out my social media at Taurus comics on twitter instagram and now tiktok um uh, and i do want to say thank you to everybody that actually entered into the saw comic cover contest i had like 15 18 people i don't remember those a, a lot more than i anticipated um, submitting. So thank you to everybody and congratulations to Nicholas Garza for being the winner. And if I ever get issue four produced, <laughs> that will be the Kickstarter exclusive cover. Um, so I'm really excited for that. But if this is your first time checking out our podcast, please go back to our website, which is fourtalespodcast.com, the number four, T A L E S podcast.com, and you know, check out some of our past episodes. But join us next week where we are going to have 
Marcus Roberts from the uh, writer and creator of The Protector on the show. And, you know, we'll more than likely we will probably talk about Agents of Geekdom a little bit more because we'll be launching that in a couple weeks, too. So, you know, check us out. But until then, sayonara, goodbye, and please take care of yourselves. Bye. Music provided by my brother, Quicks Made It. Find them online in YouTube, Instagram, and SoundCloud. I want to know what it is Quick is trying to say. Oh, 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 oh,